God, you know what that reminds me of? The Devil Wears Prada. Oh yeah, Yarlsberg yeah. of cheese. Oh, yeah, God, he's the villain. Um, wait, you made burgers? You, okay, I don't know if we've talked about this before on the podcast, but I get like a meal kit, and like, oh. <clears throat> here's the thing. Here's the here's the hilarious thing is that you know what I would rather do than write literally do anything else like cook or clean which is like also as you know like my worst nightmare things to do like I truly hate doing those things um and so you would know now that I actually am on deadline for several things and I just am not doing them and instead totally I'm making myself burgers (laughs) with caramelized onions I never I never (laughs) thought this would come I never thought I mean, I don't love it because also I, f- I feel the weight of the deadlines just like breathing down my neck and it's just like, Bleh. I yeah. hate it. Well, anytime we're forced to do anything, it's tough. I just, you <laughs> know. In terms of work, like, yeah, you know how like, you enjoy it. I don't enjoy it, let's be honest, but I do it because that's, apparently I'm a writer now, so that's, I have to do it. Do you kind of feel like it's like an accident? Now it's just like happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we can talk about the shortlist situation. <clears throat> so, <it's, laughs> so hello, readers and friends, friends. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I, I've been shortlisted for the first novel uh, of the year for debut novel of the year for Canadian novels. And it's like, Yes, it's really funny and really like interesting, but um, so like it's really just cool. like give me the win and like yeah. let me no, go. not the win, not the win. Just even on being on the shortlist, like being nominated is not honestly okay. I okay. okay. Obviously, I'm like really okay. When I first found out that I was shortlisted, I have to tell you that I literally sobbed for so long. Like I was like hyperventilating, and I called my dad, and he was like what's wrong like he literally thought someone died and I was like hi got shortlisted for this thing and he was like I literally don't know what that is but like that's probably that sounds like a good thing and I was like it is (laughs) was it like one of those like release cries where it's just like ah like you know I felt like the overwhelming weight of the past few years of writing it and I was like whoa that's so crazy and like I feel like when you've worked on something for so long and like when you've also had like trouble putting it into the world it's like Mm -hmm. oh my god like what (laughs) no for sure yeah like it was really nice but it was also like so unbelievable to me and like I like obviously like they're announcing the winner of it on the 27th but I'm literally like I can't even think about it because it's like too much like that's too much yeah. it's, like already like out of my 
my imagined reality. So I'm very like thankful that I'm, I was like, I'm on the short list. It's just that it's like so wacky. Like what? Like, I also just feel like, you know how I am. It's like, it's like me yes. and you were like, so like not like everything that we do kind of seems like it's by coincidence. So <laughs> it's like, <laughs> not to negate like how hard we work but sometimes it's just like we just like every car that we're dealt we're just like okay yeah. I can work with this I can do this like what's that about let's, let's see <laughs> totally and for you it was like not a slow process but like you know you've gone through so many different stages of your yeah. life while writing this yeah and now it's like it's almost like you just had a baby like you know the feeling it, I would imagine literally it is that like, it is it's that. like it's almost like that overwhelming feeling of like is this am I really happy is this like postpartum depression like no what totally and that is really how I feel like I I would the whole situation was like that like from start to finish like it was like a baby and then after I finished it it was like postpartum and then like not that I don't I know what that feels like but I just was like so depressed that I was like it was grief and like all these totally but um, it's also probably like a really weird thing for something to have just been yours and like yeah. your experiences in like your book for so long that no one really knew like what was going on the process behind it and now you know it's so open now it belongs to everyone so it's this weird like mourning thing I imagine <laughs> Not to get too into yeah, it, but you I, mean, know what I mean, no, I know, and it's so funny. It's also like crazy because like the people who I like called and I talked to like to tell them it was also like they like obviously um, I called like our, my dear friend, our, our quote unquote manager of the podcast, Jonathan. I called him and I was just like sobbing and he started crying and it was like this whole oh. sob fest because like obviously like especially like it's been close to me over the past like since I was like writing it is just like this crazy thing and I feel like people also know how much like what is like I like put in of my life in it and yeah like not even just like my life like actually like the story but like truly like my life and time of my early 20s like in there just totally sitting in random libraries writing it so yeah it's interesting but also like I'm so I have to be like very grateful because I also just think that a lot of the time so much of this has to do with like luck and also timing so you know anyways moving on because I cannot talk about this anymore um okay so earlier like I guess like a week and a half ago I said to Eva I was like okay like I really want to I think we should do John Tucker Must Die because I recently did a rewatch and I hadn't seen it in years and years and I feel like you're more of an expert of John Tucker Must Die than I am it's hard to know how to take that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah I honestly proud yeah (laughs) probably I probably am I like I love that movie I love it yeah it's it has several different elements of it's not good it's not it just it feels like such a moment in but what's good you know what's good that's what I'm yeah we have so many there's so many different okay we'll look into it shortly but I did also during this time frame I also texted you being like, I literally found such a good Reddit relationship and I can't wait to share it with you. So let's, let's go right into it. I cannot wait for you to, I want to find out what you think. 
So we've been together for almost two years, of which he has studied abroad for the majority of the time. He regularly comes back to visit and stayed during the whole summer, so I estimate he has made around 10 trips. This will be important later. It's not too far, so Corona wasn't a problem, and he even got to stay here longer because of it. So far, our relationship has been everything I've ever wanted, completely manageable, and I love him with all of my heart. However, while we were FaceTiming last night, he casually mentioned that he doesn't wash his dick after the last time we have sex before he leaves. According to him, he likes to have me on him for as long as possible. This kind of freaked me out. Our communication together has been top-notch, and I've always found him to be a completely reasonable person. He is otherwise very clean, for example, showering twice a day when he is with me. I also double-checked, and it was not a joke. What? (laughs) (laughs) Double-checked. I am not sure what to do. Should I confront him about it, since it is a completely disgusting thing to do, or should I let it go because it doesn't really affect me and I don't want to make a fuss since he is otherwise completely perfect? And so um, the title of this was just found out my, she's 22, boyfriend, 24, doesn't wash his dick for two weeks after the last time we have sex before being apart for a while. Boy, this is a unique one, eh? This This is a special one. Oh my God. Special Reddit for a special, special boy. Special boy. Okay. Um, So did I, so it, it, it's about two weeks that they see each other, like every two weeks? Sure. Or I don't know, the two weeks, I feel like two, it's two at weeks, least two, two weeks. weeks. on Yeah, two weeks on a good, on a good one. Yeah, good two month. weeks, like when he has his travel card or something, he gets a discount on the train. I don't know. Okay, so do you think he just, like, presumably he's showering his body during that time? Do you think, or like... Or no, we don't know. I don't even know what's worse or better, you know, like, like. I'm just thinking logistics. How do you go into the shower and not like. He doesn't touch it. That's that's like so much. Like I would almost rather him not wash at all for like two weeks. Like the whole body. Then like, then like. Also, you know what it yeah. is? Like, oh. <laughs> it's, it's also it's also the like intent behind it, like the intent behind the action that I'm makes me cry. feel. I that makes me can't feel. This right now. That makes me feel sick. It's that's. Uh, I, do, like, do you, <laughs> like, I actually just, have disgusting. tears in my eyes because I'm like thinking about it so much, and I'm like really quite. I don't understand. Do you think? Yeah, it's funny because like, obviously no one would find, like she doesn't find that attractive. I'm I'm hard pressed to think like which girls would get like turned on by their partner saying that, which leads me to believe like it's almost more concerning that it's like, that's just super hot, like for him. I don't know if it's, do you think it's a hot, I actually thought it was like more like he's doing it to be sweet, but like, if you think it's like a thing like that, like, that's like really weird. That's like, I don't really know, it's all weird. weird. It's all weird. It's all weird. Do you, like, I would suggest that he would just take some of her dirty underwear. Like, 100%. Yeah. Okay. My advice to her would be like, 
hey, you know, I feel like we can find like, <laughs> I feel like we can find like, you know, a sexier way to go about this or something. I truly think he's doing it out of like love and sweetness though. Like I truly am like, he like misses, oh, I actually like can't no, even talk bro, about no, this. No, man, no. Were you just gonna no. be like, no, bro, no, bro. <laughs> no, yeah, I was gonna be that, I was gonna be that. <laughs> oh my God, stop. Okay, like, okay, my thing is that it's like, yes, I now that you've mentioned the logistics of being in the shower like this, like, does he cover his, like, I feel like he should, like, saran wrap. Does he saran wrap the area? Like, does he, but what about, like, he must, okay, but here's the thing, okay, like, I know a guy who will not masturbate in between the times of him, like, having sex, because he, like, thinks it's, like, this weird, like, controlled, like, thing, and I'm a little bit, like, seems like you're trying to dom yourself, but, like, whatever sure totally okay um so in a way I kind of get this yeah I think I don't think it's about him being sweet towards her I think this is like a control thing for him you know what maybe it stops him from cheating and hey then maybe more men should do it (laughs) (laughs) like like, I feel like the whole idea of, like, the smell or, like, having her, having him, having her on him is so animalistic. I, it's very, like, neanderthal like, to me. It's, like, a bit, like. Totally. <gasps> it's very primal. And you know what this connects to? The movie we're about to talk about. This feels like a she's wearing my watch situation. Oh yeah, or put on my underwear situation. No. Yeah, well, kind of. Mm, 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 mm. We can go either direction on this. We can go. We can spin it no matter which way we want. I mean, like, you know what? My whole thing is also like, if you were gonna do that, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. But also, I just have to ask from a hygiene perspective. I just feel like. If you don't wash it for like, two, I don't care when you're, when they're together, if you're showering twice a day, if you let that amount of time go yeah. by multiple times without washing it, there's got to be some sort of like bacteria or something. What if he works out? Like, uh, do you think uh, he's cut or uncut? He must be cut. Cause like, you cannot do that. If there, if there is a God, he will be circumcised. <laughs> I can't handle this. Like I lived in in England, so I understand European situation, but like, this is like beyond, he must be cut. Like I can't, oh, this is, I don't, even just like on a hot day walking outside. In those those, like cotton blend underwears that don't breathe fully and his like whatever, pants he's wearing like he's I wearing actually like like, tra- like a track suit do you know what I mean like just all like so much incubation of like heat makes me I feel weird I actually don't even understand how men like walk around so like I 
Yeah, I I feel it. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like, you're just like, what is this thing? Like, I just got Bruce neutered. So I'm like, you know what? Good for you. Like, I have actually helped you because he had these like little like pom-poms in the back. And I was like, totally. No one wants those. And like talking about bikes, like bicycles with like, it really, it confuses me. This man should be. Like, if he's really going to continue to do this, I hope that he is just living in his house, not sweating at all. Really just almost like uh, in a very slightly cool temperature in his apartment. And like might not have heating. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. But the thing is, though, is that with when you get too cold, you start to sweat. So, oh my God, it's a lose lose. It's a lose lose. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. I feel for this girl. I feel like it's like a situation where, to be honest, I would be like, hey, like, if you're going to continue to do that, I just would rather you have like, or like eternal sunshine in my memory of you telling me that you do this. Or, um, could you just wash? Like it's, I feel like she should be like, I understand that you might think this is very sweet, but again, yes, let me give you some underwear that I've gone, gone on a jog in. And that it's a win-win for both of us. Cause she's not winning anything right now. No, like, she's now like, like, you know, she, I feel like now it's like open this like weird door of where she's like, what is he thinking? Like, you know, and totally. it's a very carry trying to find, the the bad thing in that man's apartment situation where very now she's now he's opened the like pandora's box and he's like 100 percent she doesn't know him she's like i don't know him i don't know him i don't know this guy wait as a quick side note before you get into the movie have you heard these like rumors about the sex in the city like reboot like in terms of like aiden and big well big's not doing it I know. What the fuck is that? What do you mean? Chris Noth is actually like, I was going to call him a cinephile, which I don't think I have no proof to say that, but he's a bit of a snob. So I don't think that he would do, I think that he like regrets doing sex in the city, to be honest. I mean, does he also regret probably living in a beautiful apartment in Brownstone with a vacation home? Because I haven't seen him in any other movies recently. <laughs> That shit is paying your bills. That shit's paying your bills. Put some respect uh, on its name, you know? One of the rumors that I did hear was that he was going to, like, not be in the show because he gets, like, arrested for, like, a white-collar crime, which I kind of find, like, kind of hot. Of course Big would be arrested for a white-collar crime. I know. I kind of love it. I mean, white-collar crime is the least prosecuted crime in America. So I feel like Chris Noth was, like, they called him the the new Trump in the show. I feel like he should be punished. Yeah, that's actually so true. But also it's like he, do you think Big was a Republican? Absolutely. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I never thought of it until now. Same, but I've never thought like, of course, he has to be. Really? He goes to Napa. I don't know. I don't know. I know, but he also has that red wall. What does that mean? He just, it's, he seems like, I don't know. Red for Republican. (laughs) No, that's actually not how I meant it. That's what I thought you meant. Like also red for communism, but it obviously, Uh, anyway, so (laughs) I don't know. I just feel like he's like so intense, has so much money. I just feel like he's probably a Republican. He's in finance. I mean, 
Never mind. Anyways, okay. <laughs> do you want to do you do the plot to John Tucker Must Die? Oh God, buckle up. She's not too good at doing these, is she? Okay. I trust um, you. You trust me? Okay. So we have John Tucker played by Jesse Metcalf, the hot boy at school everyone wants. Um, star basketball player, la di da di da. And then you have Sophia Bush, Ashanti. And what's her name? Arielle. I forget her name always. The third chick. Anyways. Um, beautiful girl. Beautiful girl. They are all from different cliques. And then they all realize they're all dating John Tucker. And he keeps them. He dates girls in different cliques that they don't find out. Fast forward to them all finding out, them getting pissed. They want to get even on them, on him. So they use Brittany Snow as their weapon. They try and embarrass him first. And then obviously that's not working because he just turns everything else around into like a positive for him. And they decide they're going to make Brittany Snow fall in love with him and then break his heart as the ultimate revenge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... It doesn't go to plan because Brittany Snow starts to get feelings for him, but is also... Is it feelings or is it like she just is kind of like empathetic? I think she's empathetic. I think she's also... Yeah, I think she just starts to feel like a fraud a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just, start, yeah, starts to feel bad. Um, yeah. That's the vibe. So apparently it is based on Shakespeare's Mary wives of Windsor never heard of of her um but also like I find okay what's his name Metcalf I actually thought that was Taylor Lautner because I don't know the difference between teen stars yeah that's fair but did you ever watch Desperate Housewives I hear that he's the gardener he's the gardener okay yes um so I had actually, when I rewatched this a few weeks ago, I remember uh, my first time watching it and let me tell you that it was in theaters with my father, which, um, yeah, so, oh God. you know, me and my father, strange relationship. I think we used to go to movies because it would just like stop us from having to talk. So then the thing with that is that, um, we would go to movies that I would see on like the previews of, and a lot of the times that they were, they were inappropriate for my age at the time. Yeah. So I definitely remember seeing both John Tucker must die and 10 things I hate about you. And you drive me crazy with my father. This is very clear in my mind. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's so, wow. Honestly though, Patriot of the rom-coms. <laughs> He's like, okay, mm, I have a one daughter. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so funny. So funny. Just, you know, hopefully this will this will feel like a, a pep talk or something. Totally. <laughs> Instead of me actually having to like do any sort That's of fatherly advice. So um, oh, it's Ariel Kebble. Yes, there it is. So I feel the things that the bright spots for me in this film, I really miss the time where R&B stars were in films. I think we should bring that back. Uh, Ashanti really does the hot cheerleader justice. She does it so well. And um, Sophia Bush 
the vegan mm, opportunistic sex deviant woman of the mm-hmm. high school love that for her as well and Ariel Kibble love her being like the blonde smart girl mm-hmm. I think that's ambitious, very important ambition. yep ambitious in and in a bob very important and Brittany Snow always like okay so obviously I know her from American Dream me too I used to watch it all the time yeah it was a great show it was kind of like a precursor to me for like a Mad Men era show why I would be interested in Mad Men even though Mad Men was the prestige television situation and American Dream was not totally I never got into Mad Men so I can't really speak on it really I started watching it and then I just like it didn't it didn't grab me because it didn't have like those like soft moments <laughs> <laughs> because it's because Don Draper is just like truly like a a it's, terrible unforgivable man and it's, it's true the deeper you go the more you're like wow like truly not redeemable but so hot totally I guess it had no warmth no it didn't I don't think so that was not the it was more like fraught with um social economic dynamics of the 50s to late 60s through the entire season run um okay tell me your your like long-term impressions of John Tucker must die when I watched it which would have been I was like it would have been early high school I guess elementary school for me it just felt like the ultimate like high school movie like I loved I loved the soundtrack oh the soundtrack is amazing it's amazing it's amazing like how did they even have enough money to pay for all these non-stop hits bangers on bangers this and like it just on bops oh my god yeah and it just had it had just such a good like feeling to it and honestly it's still does I love it's hard no imagine it's hard to put into words how much I love this movie <laughs> <laughs> okay I literally suggested this film on a lark but I'm glad we're running with it no, okay. it just it just it's just one of those ones that has a really like whereas like some people I don't know like love it, like Mean Girls is that movie for them or like bring it on. Ten, or Bring It On or something or 10 Things I Hate About You which I love but this one for me feels like more how I wanted my high school life to go even like the like mm-hmm. the co- the mm-hmm. common area when they walk in or like the football games all that it just felt very um idealistic mm. I mean and I wanted know- I wanted to live through them mm-hmm. you know what I ever actually would say that um ever since I was a young woman young girl even there is something about making a man pay that I truly chef's kiss really one of my favorite themes of films and like really gets me so it like enlivens me to the point of which might be considered a little bit sadistic I'm like literally like oh let's just make him pay for his crimes like let's just do it totally 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 I think yeah, I, I think I find it so interesting because it's also like at the age that I watched it, it's like I was too young still to like date someone who looked like or like knew what existed, right? Mm-hmm. And then you 
he, he was like the perfect anti-hero because you can't you don't want to love him in the way these say these girls do but you still find yourself like falling for him and i was like wow this is amazing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. beware even now beware truly <laughs> beware yes. yes it is one of those guys that's like can never fall totally that's the worst infallible so nice. like Ugh, I can't handle the the and it's just actually I think that's the most realistic part of this film is that there are men like that that everything that you do to hurt them they'll just dust themselves off and it's like play it like it was nothing and that is just truly um those those men in particular are the most evil ones you have to be very careful of them you have to be very and I I guess oh it's a tough thing because it also gives you that like false hope in a mm-hmm. way that if you meet one of those guys, if you just play your cards right, you in can the be boat, the exception. You can be the exception <laughs> to the rule. Oh. But it doesn't like that's no. But but it does. I can change him. I, I can change him. Yeah, and then I really resonate with like the girls, like the other three girls, just getting like so pissed off when he actually starts like mm-hmm. liking for her and falling for her in a way that he didn't for them because it's like no this isn't real like we created it, it I just thought you know what underneath it all I think there's like a lot of really relatable human emotion that we've all felt okay yeah no, but do you know what I mean like that yeah like, jealousy rejection jealousy totally a sense of um vindictive revenge planning plotting i i mean that's the thing that really gets me i love when girls come together to really take down a target like that really is really a a common theme in my life i think and i feel like that's i like the idea that um women i like there it's such like a negative thing that people often say that women are very like scheming and manipulative but like this is the world that we have been made to be in and you've got to be smart so I like the I like to see the girls like come together and hatch a plan that that's like my ultimate bonding experience it's like you know when you meet new women at a party or something the best in the thing bathroom to do, the best thing to do is like we talk about like we talk shit about men like that's the that's like the ultimate connection to start off with 100% but to counter that do you think because I get the impression, like, yes, they're all banding together for a common goal, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I'm hard-pressed to think that if John went to Sophia Bush and was just like, hey, I have been thinking a lot about it. I really fucked up. I, like, see your value now, X, Y, Z. I would love to get back together with you. Obviously. I, yeah. Well, duh, that's the thing. But that's the that's the trick. That's why men like that are serpents. They're snakes in the grass. You can never trust totally, them. Totally, totally. Because when they act like you're like the exception, you're just like hook, line, and sinker, baby. Let's go. Like you're oh, crazy, isn't down it? Down to the bottom of the earth, honey. You are anchored in. That totally. is like, it's a lesson in manipulation. And the thing is, though, is that I believe... 
I was just talking about this recently. It's like sometimes, okay, this is a personal problem, but sometimes when there's like a guy that presents themselves to me that is very clear, I've heard bad things about them or, um, you know, I've heard they're a bit like sleazy, da, 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 da. Like something about this information, not that I'm like, I'm going to like try to get them to prove that like I can get them. It's like, no, no, it's even worse than that. I start like salivating. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I, wanna, I want to ruin this man's life so badly. And it, it, it like puts a light in my eyes in a way that like nothing else, not even a gift can do because this is like it's like a challenge but it's also like I'm like ruining them I don't know it's very Scorpio totally and I also and I don't know if this is healthy the way we're speaking about this (laughs) I don't know but I was our our listeners do not care about what's healthy or not they don't care they don't care they care what I was gonna say it's almost more what you're doing is also not just for you, it's for the common good. Because it's the if a guy, good of my gals, yeah. And if a guy thinks he's, you know, 10 feet up, mm-hmm. even if you don't bring him down to zero, even if you bring him down to seven, that makes that like little bit of humility makes the job a little bit easier for the next person. The next maybe person, feel, yeah. And maybe if that, that person's like the actual, you know, quote unquote, right person for him, whatever that means, then, you know, you gave him the power to see it mm-hmm. because he's less mm-hmm. of an arrogant fuck. Mm-hmm. So oh, something about it. I just like, really am like, like, I just love the idea. So I and actually also, do think- It's also a power thing, isn't it? It's like such a power thing, which we can all- well, I love like, power, duh. Totally. We can all um, empathize with that. So yeah, no, when, yeah, I, mean, I think that that's another discussion and theme in this in this film is like, they are trying to take back the power because they felt hurt. So they're like, well, I'm going to do the exact amount of hurt that you did to me. And that's by creating this- figment of your imagination via Brittany Snow. Brittany Snow? Right. Brittany Snow, yeah. Yeah. Kate. To be but I guess, okay, would you say that the way this movie ends is how a situation, you know, similar to this would end in real life, whereby like you think the revenge or the power is gonna taste a lot sweeter than it actually does when you get it? Um, yes, I think that is, it is like very much like that. However, on the way, Brittany found friends. True. And she also found the other Tucker. <laughs> less or less so, but like, I, I think it's mostly about like bridging the, the, what was interesting is that these girls all came together for one goal and one goal only. And yet afterwards, they are so um, taken with each other they're all friends despite their differences and they're like so quote, quote unquote cliques totally some of the some of like the closest friends I made and they're still close friends are girls that I didn't like because you know the guy was dating both of us at the same time and then what? after that ended yeah then we bonded I hate it. that for you personally I hate that for totally, you totally but, but yeah. I still have really great friends from it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's stunning it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing because like you can commiserate over the like there's really something so special about talking to a girl who like not only has had the same experiences just in general but literally has had the same experiences with the same 
man like it makes you mm-hmm. feel really mm-hmm. like um seen and understood yeah only, only if you're not talking to the guy anymore though. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the, the opposite of that would be yeah. like a, a toxic combo. For sure, for sure. Yeah, très intéressant. The more you, no, I, I actually thought before you started like fully fleshing out that story, I thought you were going to be like, I'm really close with these women because we came together to ruin a man. And I was like, were you in this film? Is that why you love this film so much? Is because like it, you really follow the trajectory of this film? No, I don't think, I think I would have, I don't think I could go the full way. Yeah, because you're I a Pisces. That's yeah. not the Pisces style. And I, I wish I could. Like, in my mind, I'm like, destroy, destroy, destroy. But in person, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the, the... I was talking about this today. I was like, you know, the things that I feel like affect men the most are the things that really I say so offhandedly. Like, when I actually am interested in, like, really hurting someone it's much more like a thought out methodical response in paragraph form of why that the person's wronged me but then what they actually are upset about is when I'm like you cannot be 510 well I mean (laughs) height is always (laughs) like the thing about the receding hairline like stuff like that like little petty things but I don't even mean to say like I you know sometimes I just say these things so that it's just like on the the surface of my mind and then I say and that's the stuff that really gets them which is interesting but you know I feel like it's like not interesting though because you know like those I would say height and hair or like if you could pinpoint the two biggest and penis size the three biggest insecurities for men those would be it and they're also the three things you know you can't change yeah so in in that vein I guess it's not that surprising so bringing back to um, genital area here, one of the more interesting, one of the interesting aspects of this film is when they try to, to say that uh, John Tucker has herpes. And obviously now we don't, we would never do that in a film. That, that, did, not, that part did not age well. No. Oh yeah. Uh, get rid of the stigma about the herpes. And the other thing is, oh God, the, the estrogen stuff was like, so like, now you're like, this is a bit like anti-trans, this is like definitely transphobic. And like, it's also like definitely not the way that you would act if you took more estrogen. Yeah. It's, it's also just like not scientifically like true. No, It's also like, I think it's, it's so funny how like their main mission is to take this person down and their definition in part in to do that is to make him more of a woman like decrease his macho which I thought that that was like it's pretty retrograde yeah no yeah didn't age well that part either but also just like not true (laughs) yeah not true but also like I guess the whole thing is that he like subverts that like a nonstick pan baby you're just yeah. like he's just like girls are like I love men who cry and it's like okay like that's the thing about this character is that he really truly wins in many different ways but yeah again this film is not about that this film is about women coming together yes yes for the greater purpose for the greater purpose for the greater good and also bringing 
I just lost my train of thought. I actually just like was saying it in midway. Friendship? <laughs> we were going to like, refer back to friendship. Yeah, I think it's. <laughs> I actually, uh, I, I actually have nothing to say. Amnesia. Okay. okay. I actually just got amnesia. Hilarious. Can we, can we can we talk about her mom for a sec? Yes, of course. Jenny McCarthy. So, as a background to anyone who hasn't seen this movie, you slowly, well, not slowly, but you get the idea that um, Kate has like is able to understand what you well, you know that Kate is unable to is able to understand what these women are going through in relation to John because her mom kind of has a revolving sort of door of suitors who Kate sees are not, you know, the ones for her and her mom isn't able to see that. And they're always moving all the time. La di da di da. Um which must be hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, okay, I will say that um, for my own experience of having a single mom raise me who is also hot and close, like not that close to my age, but like pretty close to my age, is that like, I think that um, with my mother, she was very romantic and very idealistic and like that she would like kind of do this thing where she would make a, a a lot of like excuses for people's flaws or just the way that the person was. And, and ever since I was quite young, like I kind of was like, so like how I am, like how you know me, I just be like, what are you doing? Like, stop. Like this person's like treating you badly. Like stop doing this. And so I definitely understand Brittany Snow's character in this aspect of like being like, oh, like you have a mom that is so, and in a way it's really nice because I think that like, women who put themselves out there and are also very like they have been hurt before but then also never they they kind of like continue on this journey to find love I think that's like really uh very brave but yeah like I feel like as a child or like a daughter like when you have really been um you've been witness to that for so many times like it really like taints like your understanding of relationships and like how you would be and how you would respond to things and that's definitely what that's the whole thing is like when when Brittany Snow is talking to the girls being like well I've experienced this before it's because she has already through her mom and to me that made so much sense 100% I also think there's something to say about like the age at which you experience it happening. Like, you know, if this was, this is high school. Mm-hmm. This is, these are like formative years where you're not even really like developed into like your own person. Mm-hmm. So it becomes mm-hmm. so formative. Right. But I feel like they have like specific to them, they have like a very friendship based, like mom and daughter relationship, which, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have. And I think it's so beautiful. I think that if she were, older in her late 20s mm-hmm. this happening she'd probably have a different perspective because she would have had like lived and gone through you know the types of guys that her mom's like seem mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. a different a different level of empathy and you kind of have a realization that you know even though your mom or parents are older they're I mean, they're just people like mm-hmm. parent, parents are literally just like teenagers in a lot of ways. Yeah, totally. Especially when I feel like when um, parents have had their children quite young, they like never had to like live their youth so that they kind of like learn all these things quite late in life. And, totally. Okay. One thing that I was going to mention is that like the, the, okay. One thing that I guess 
I don't like, and I guess it's kind of true, but I don't know. The, the whole thing is when the girls are like feeding answers in her ear and like the whole thing about like waiting five seconds Mm -hmm. to respond. And, Mm -hmm. um, this kind of like thing that we, we all know, like, is like kind of the, like in this movie, it's kind of like the echoing the idea of like the rules of like how we like can't respond so quickly and so enthusiastically and all these things um, to seem like more mysterious or to seem more like um, unaffected by the man. Mm-hmm. That kind of was like, ugh, like we're really playing into this whole, whole idea still, like where it's like you have to be like very distant and um, to trick a man. But I guess in some ways, yeah, like sometimes men want like exactly what they do back to other women. Totally. And that, that, that actually leads into my question for you. What do you think? So we've all sort of in some way, shape or form met some variation of John mm-hmm. Tucker. Mm-hmm. So in your experience with meeting these guys or like talking to friends who've had these guys, what would you do differently? Or like, how would you sort of approach a man like that with the intended end goal being to like date him oh to date him date him Mm -hmm. like what would you do different like or would you just be like this person is not for me I don't even want to like or not yeah yeah like what like the tricks that they're giving Brittany Snow, you mean? Yeah, like what do you think works these days? What do you think doesn't in terms of what they've done in terms like, hmm. like to get someone to quote unquote get someone like that? Right. I mean, I'm not the one in a relationship, even us. So I feel like maybe you should turn this question on yourself. Actually, I feel like that's like literally <laughs> that's the exact reason why I shouldn't be answering it. <laughs> Um, because to me, I feel like playing that whole like distance card with someone who is so like with someone who is so used to girls fawning over them. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a classic play that like literally that works a classic every play. time because it's not that it like basically all you're doing is showing them an interest and like the exact opposite to what they're used to which in turn becomes intriguing yeah I mean I don't know the thing is though that like usually what happens to me is that um I think all guys think I'm uninterested in them which like I find out later that it's true (laughs) so funny no it's just like it's like and then it's so funny because people are always like oh like are do you break up with a lot of people I'm like no I like wait for them to do it but then the thing is that they do it because it's like, this is like so painful now that like, I can tell like, you don't really like want to date me and you're kind of like bored by me. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. And I think that yeah. really, that's not like the best scenario, but um, again, I don't know. Like, I don't think like I've ever been in a situation where I'm like trying to trick. Uh, okay. Okay. Wait. So I've had crushes before where I'm like, I'm going to like, try to be like this or like try to be a little bit more like um at arm's length it never works out for me exactly but then what happens usually is that they'll say something that I truly think is so abhorrent that I'm like never mind and it's luckily you know what I actually feel it's very lucky because 
the way that I was playing it, which was try to be a little bit cool, they probably didn't really know if I had a crush on them or not. And by doing that, by the time that I was like truly like so turned off by them, they just have like no idea. And then I just like stopped talking to them and they're like, totally. What happened? <laughs> totally. And and that's what I was going to say. Like the only reason I know this works is because if I'm actually not interested in someone, like I'm not trying to play a game mm-hmm. or like, trying mm-hmm. to be coy. It's like, I'm actually just like, I just don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. For some reason they interpret it as, oh, you know, she's playing her to get, it's like, no, babe. Like, I just don't like yeah, it. And no. then the second, you know, that starts, the texts come, like, come more frequently from them and la-di-da-di-da and you get their interest. But it's like, the gag is I don't want it, but it, 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 mm-hmm. does, it does prove a certain point. Yeah, I just like I've never been into those games, but I actually have a funny story to tell you what about this it? guy. Okay, so I was talking to this guy on Tinder and he had very few photos, but it was like kind of like like recently? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so a few photos on there and but like the ones that I saw, I was like, okay, he is kind of cute, maybe, but the rest of them were like memes. So like I could tell that this person was very online. And like usually guys who are like that were online and he also like showed like his interests on his like profile like how tall he was blah blah so I was like okay like most of these things are like things I kind of like be down for um and then like clearly this person's like very online so like maybe he has like kind of like suited like kind of like comparable interests or like uh political alignments to me so we start talking on tinder I'm like okay like da 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 whatever like let's just talk on instagram so um we start dming each other and I have a thing where like I'm not like I never really want them to follow me and I don't want to follow them I'd rather us just be like very very just like separate because that's the cleanest thing and like for me it's so awkward because like it's like what am I gonna follow this guy and then like three weeks later I'm gonna unfollow him and then he can how he can be like oh that author that girl that writer the authoress she unfollowed me and like make me seem like so crazy like no I will never have that so I usually just like I'm like let's just talk on here and like don't feel the need to follow me and they usually are like very like so grateful and I'm like yeah no this is actually about me so like yeah yeah, it's actually more about my saving my bum um so this guy was like messaging me and then we're kind of going back and forth and like I was just kind of asking like the basic questions about him and then he was like wow you like ask a lot of questions and I was like okay like whatever so I kind of lost interest in the whole conversation and I lost the dm I didn't know where the dm was because like you know people like are in my dms all the time like they're Mm -hmm. just it's just running running like through it it's like it would be like on page two or something. And I've never even had it. That's, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know like where things are coming. It's going, going. So I was like, um, okay, like whatever he, I just forgot about him. But then he messaged me on Tinder and Instagram, both being like, was it something I said? Like he went uh, for both. He went, he went for, yeah, both. for both. And he was like, is it, he, his, he works as like a landlord, but he doesn't own property. He's like a building manager or something. And he was like, is it because I'm an evil landlord? And I was like, literally, no, babe. no I babe. was like, no, like it's because like, I just don't think you're interested in, in asking me about me or getting to know me. And so he's like, true. Uh, actually like, you know, like you seem like a pretty closed minded liberal, like, <laughs> And he's like, are Whoa. you okay with free thinkers? And I was like, what? Like, 
I'm literally just saying like, you just were not, you didn't, you don't seem like you're interested in getting to know me. Like, it's not like some sort of attack or what, like what kind of defensive mechanism does this like create? Like so weird. And then he's like, well, I'm a, I'm like, I much prefer like more open-minded people. So, um, and I was like, okay. You actually like, could have been more open-minded. Like you actually. I know like dead, like literally I make excuses for like the most, the biggest loser. So it's like fine. So like, it was just so funny. Cause then he was like, that's just like how I feel. And I was like, okay like whatever floats your boat like cool and he was like okay and I was like so psychotic like stop what the hell no truly hilarious I'm a close-minded liberal also like I the whole landlord thing is like yeah so weird it's either like you feel weird about your job or you think that other people care I think he thinks that other people like like girls who are left leaning would care about that. And like I guess that is true, but um you know what actually I care about is your shitty personality. So <laughs> Hell yeah. Cheers to that. Dream. Cheers like, to that. What? So scary. Ew. Also, it that's so confusing to me because you would think that as someone on the apps I feel like one of the hardest things about the apps is literally like getting people to have conversation like I feel like anytime anyone even asks a question that goes beyond like oh what do you do or how was your day just that alone is refreshing so for you to be doing that and then for him to take it as like oh you ask a lot of questions it's like but actually though what's wrong with you yeah what's wrong (laughs) And then he was like using all these, he was like, I spent a lot of time on 4chan. And I was like, I truly don't even know what that is. I'm like, what is that? Is it like a game? (laughs) It's like Reddit, I think. Or it's like a meme site or like, I actually don't know what it is. It's like, I thought it was like where memes are like, like, are they stored? I don't know. (laughs) Oh my God. I was picturing like World of Warcraft. What even is that? I think it's like a computer game. <laughs> you did you know I recently found out that Dungeons and Dragons is not a computer game? No, it, it is. Like no, it's not. <laughs> it's like a game that people play with each other. They like it's like improv. It's a board game. No, it's like an improv game with costumes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like no, seriously. Obviously, <laughs> this is a podcast made up of two attractive women. <laughs> like, no, I think it's like they have like notebooks and they like. I actually don't understand. I think they like make up scenarios with their like blank notebook. What? I don't know I don't really get it but I know that you have to play it in a group and it's not on a computer and I feel like it's like a scheduled night it's like if you miss like it's a Dungeons and Dragons night it's like you have yeah like I don't know this is what's well I I really thought it was a computer game no obviously me too it's very like Narnia Lord of the Rings to me like I don't get it, but I had, I used to date a guy who played Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons, and then whenever we went out, he'd be like, oh, like, this is my friend. We play Dungeons and Dragons together, so this is how I found out that it was, like, a group communal, like, night. Can you really say play? Like, (laughs) I don't, I really, I don't know, I don't know, and you know what, to be fair, I don't want to, like, 
if anyone alienate people who listen, who play Dungeons and, and listen, Dragons. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't understand it. But you know what? A sense of community, all for it. You guys must be sad during COVID if you can't play, right? Like that must be hard because I feel like the costumes don't hit the same with the mask. I don't think there are costumes. I think like, they're in costumes. I think they are. Okay, I'm gonna have to. I'll, for next the next episode, I will talk to like a Dungeons and Dragons, a D and D expert, and then find this out for you. I feel like um, so sure. Like, how, like, how would you know who anyone is? I think it's like, um, what's that other game? Like Catan. What the fuck is Catan? <laughs> no, it, I think it's like. Not like, what's the other thing where it's like a murder mystery night where you're like, but they have costumes. I don't really know. That's what I'm saying. Anyways, if anyone anyone listening plays, let us know. I'd love to know. We'd love to know. I'd love Um, to know. Anyways. Okay. Honestly, I think we should wrap up the pod because literally we could not end better with the Baldur's Gate Bridge to Terabithia discussion that we just had. What did you just say? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like you're scaring me. What did okay. you say? <laughs> Bridge to Terabithia. Is that a book? It's like Narnia. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I actually can't. Anyway, okay. Well, we are so glad to have you be listeners our you know what our last podcast had like so many listens because of kelly um wow we love that and it was what so are funny. we chop liver <laughs> no it's actually funny because kelly messaged me she was like she was saying how um people were like oh my god you were on like <laughs> the mean red i have to go don't even don't even care. Those girls are those girls are cool girls. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill me. That's so funny. I was like, what was she? She said that thing that is like putting down your people are picking up what you're putting down. Something like that. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Six, six, six. Love it. Stunning. We love it. Anyways. Okay. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah. Who knows what we'll do next? Literally, <laughs> we don't even know. <laughs> like, like, who knows? Because we don't know. <laughs> um, this was the Mean Reds. And also, if you're ever inclined, uh, you should write us a review on Apple because that helps other people find us. And you know what? I did listen to a few podcasts earlier, just like in the same vein of what we do. And I don't know, you guys, like truly, if there are people listening to these podcasts, like they should definitely be finding ours because I cannot explain to you how like I was listening to this thing and I was like, no one is laughing on this podcast. And I thought it was serious. It was kind of just like, um, well, sirens. They're coming to get us. Oh, God, on the run. Not again. Not again. <laughs> um, it just like didn't have as much like vivacity as, you know. Pizzazz, if you will. 
We got that sparkle thing. Joie de vivre, baby. We do. It's also like called like we credit like half a bottle of wine as well. Yeah. More than half. More than half. More than half. <laughs> Anyways, okay, kisses. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye.